And good afternoon, GRN listeners across the South and Central Texas listening area. This is your live and local program. This is In His Vineyard. I'm Sean, your host for the program every Monday at noon. I'm also your general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network South and Central Texas listening area. Thank you to everyone tuning in from Marble Falls, Fredericksburg, Kerrville, and Uvalde, and right here at good old San Antonio. Uh, we are grateful that you've decided to spend this hour joining us and getting caught up on all things Catholic in South and Central Texas. And joining me for the program is my co-host, Miss Trish Lujan. How are you doing today, Miss Trish? Oh, wonderful, Sean. It's going to be a great show today. I'm very excited. <laughs> on this program, we try bringing you a variety of informative discussions, highlighting different people, ministries, and events going on in the Archdiocese of San Antonio and parts of the Diocese of Austin. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Dr. Christopher West of the Theology of the Body Institute, who will be talking to us about the upcoming Made for More event taking place on Wednesday, the 16th at St. Matthew Catholic Church. Later in the program, Mr. Alan Ames of Alan Ames International Healing Ministry will be joining us to discuss his many healing services taking place this week in San Antonio. All that sounds great. It's going to be super exciting to yes. speak to both those gentlemen. Uh, Dr. West is going to be joining us by phone. Uh, and we've got Mr. Alan Ames joining us uh, in studio today. So it's going to be an awesome hour. So before we get to those conversations, let's go ahead and get the program started the way that we should do all things. And that is in prayer. Uh, so wherever you might be, you know, join us in this prayer. Ask that the Lord would make his will known to you uh, and pray for that grace uh, that, you know, he would bless you uh, with the grace to accomplish his will in loving obedience. So please join me in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear God, may everything we do begin with your inspiration, continue with your help and reach perfection under your guidance. With your loving care, lead all of us in our daily actions. Help us to persevere in love and sincerity. Bless us with an abundance of courage in proclaiming your holy name and the teachings of your church. Grant us the grace to do your will in loving obedience. Heavenly Father, keep us under your constant protection and draw us ever closer to you. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. St. Lawrence O'Toole. Pray for us. St. Joseph, protector of Holy Church. Pray for us. Our Lady, Queen of all saints. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Uh, so just to recap uh, some things that took place this weekend, uh, Richard and I had the distinct pleasure of being out there at Our Lady of the Atonement Catholic Church for their King's Fair and Bazaar. Yes. Uh, that was super awesome. Did you guys dress up? You know, I knew you were going <laughs> to ask that. And of course, I'm not going to lie to you. I did not. I didn't see anything on Facebook. So. <laughs> if you count wearing heavy coats, jeans, and long sleeves, oh, dressing gosh. up, then then yes, it was a cold one this uh, yeah, you know yes. this, this weekend. Yes, it's, it, was. it was a cold one uh, this morning, but it's a you know you know people have have talked about you know the the cold like it's a bad thing. Yeah. Look. Let's not have amnesia, <laughs> folks. Just a couple of months ago, we had, you know, yeah. 100 degree plus heat right. for like mm -hmm. multiple days and multiple months. So, you know, just enjoy, uh, you know, this time that while, while we have it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, it was a great time. I do want to thank 
Uh, I want to thank Miss Erica for the invitation uh, to be out there and have our GRN uh, you know table out there. I also want to thank Miss uh, Stephanie Serda and the entire Atonement Catholic Academy PTC team for putting on such a fun event. And uh, we have a lot of going on uh, in the coming weeks, in the coming days. Uh, so I want to get to that. So uh, taking place this week, as we mentioned at the opening, yes, uh, Mr. Alan Ames is back in San Antonio this week, Yay. bringing his healing ministry and gifts to the faithful within the archdiocese. Uh, It's been about three years now uh, since he was last in the U.S. He's going to be at several parishes across San Antonio Mm -hmm. this week. Uh, Visit alanames.org and click on planned appearances to see where he'll be. Uh, You can also contact us for details, and he'll be joining us in just a little bit to visit with us and talk to us more uh, about his his ministry and the many events. Uh, Just to name a few of those events, uh, so yesterday kicked off the visit, the San Antonio visit uh, there at St. Paul Catholic Church. Uh, Tonight, he's going to be at St. Anthony Mary Claret. Uh, This uh, starts at 7 o'clock. Tuesday, November 15th, he'll be at St. Vincent de Paul. Uh, Wednesday, the 16th, he'll be at St. Lawrence Catholic Church. November 17th, Thursday, he'll be at Sacred Heart in Uvalde. Oh. Um, and I got to tell you, you know, the the, mm. the community of Uvalde, I'm sure, is still needing that healing. And I'm sure it's going to yes, be a welcome, uh, you know, a, a welcome time uh, for Mr. Ames to be out there. Friday, November 18th, he's going to be at Blessed Sacrament. And November 19th, Saturday, at St. Margaret Mary Catholic Church. Um, and then Sunday, he's going to cap off his San Antonio uh, visit at Our Lady of Lord's Grotto. Uh, and so, again, for, for all that information, please visit alanames.org. Click on Planned Appearances. Uh, and what else do we have going on, Trish? We have the Theology of the Body Institute that will be hosting Made for More Visions of the Promised Land with well-known Catholic author and speaker, Dr. Christopher West, and the musical talents of Mike Mangione. This will take place at St. Matthew Catholic Church on Wednesday, November 16th from 7 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. And for more information, contact Tracy Garcia by calling 210-478-5011, or you can email her at tgarcia at org. And that's T Garcia at S-T-M-A-T-T-S dot org. Uh, you can also register by going to San Antonio dot eventbrite dot com. Wow, and we've got more to, to talk about. We've got Treasures of the Church. Yes. Uh, if you're not familiar with Treasures of the Church, this is a uh, a traveling uh, relic exhibit that goes to multiple mm-hmm. states, multiple countries, multiple cities across America. And we've got the distinct pleasure of welcoming uh, this wonderful uh, ministry you know, to, to San Antonio. Treasures of the Church is a ministry of mm-hmm. evangelization of the Catholic Church directed by Father Carlos Martins. Mm-hmm. Its purpose is to give people an experience of the living Living God through an encounter with the relics of his saints in the form of expositions. Uh, each exposition begins with the multimedia presentation on the church's use of relics uh, that's scriptural, catechetical, and devotional, leading to a renewal of the Catholic faith for many people. Uh, and of course, uh, this is going to be taking place, you know, throughout, you know, 
what uh, well we've got yeah. the first one the the first exposition is going to be Saturday November 19th at Holy Trinity Catholic Church we've also got St Bridget uh here in San Antonio November 20th Our Lady of Guadalupe uh in Holotus uh is going to be hosting an exposition on the 21st Sacred Heart in Uvalde on the 22nd uh and on the 27th St Anthony Catholic Church uh there in Elmendorf and for our listeners in the uh the Marble Falls area uh, Marble Falls does fall within the, the Diocese of Austin. Uh, there's a couple of places out there in Austin, too, uh, where this exposition is going to be taking place. Uh, Thursday the 17th at St. Albert the Great Catholic Church. Uh, and the 18th, which is Friday, will be at St. Thomas More uh, Catholic yeah, Church. You don't and there's miss one it, less folks. thing. It's 150 relics. Yes. Over 150 relics. Yes. Right. It's amazing. It, it is amazing, and it's going to be exciting to, to participate in any one of those. Uh, and there's just uh, one last thing. If you want to talk about the Purified event. Yes, Purified event with Jason Everett, November 20th at the Shrine of St. Padre Pio, located in North San Antonio, just up Bavoldry Road. Don't miss the opportunity to hear from renowned speaker Jason Everett live at the Shrine at St. Padre Pio of Petralcina in San Antonio, Texas at Purified. An event for the family, ages 13 and above, uh, preferred. Get answers to life's tough questions about love, dating, and relationships from internationally acclaimed speaker, Jason Everett. Purified brings the whole family together to discover God's plan for love and opens up an opportunity to continue the discussion about this important topic at home in a healthy and easy way with resources that work. This event includes a talk with Jason where he mixes humor with down-to-earth practicality, making the difficult conversations about love much easier. Amen. So once again, there's a lot going on within the Archdiocese of San Antonio. Uh, so please, if you weren't able to catch all that, uh, you can feel free to, to reach out to us. You know, here I would be glad to, uh, to let you know of, of those events that were just discussed. Or you can also follow us on our Facebook group page, GRN South and Central TX. Uh, there on Facebook. Uh, we, we do uh, try to keep everyone up to date on the many things going on within the Archdiocese of San Antonio and parts of the Diocese of Austin. So without delay, I'd like to go ahead and welcome to the program uh, Dr. Christopher West of the Theology of the Body Institute. Are you there, Dr. West? I am here. Hi, Sean and Trish. Good to be with you. Hi. We are so excited that you got a chance to uh, to join us today. Uh, I know you are a busy man. You've got the, the this event coming up mm-hmm. um, on Wednesday here uh, at St. Matthew Catholic Church. I want to first, if you could, ask you uh, to maybe introduce yourself uh, to our listeners, those that maybe uh, aren't familiar with with you and what you do in your ministry, because uh, I think it's super, you know, it's super awesome what you do with the the with the Theology of the Body Institute. So could you go ahead and uh, introduce yourself to our listeners? Sure. Well, I was raised in the Catholic Church in the 70s and 80s, and I was raised on what you might call the starvation diet gospel. <laughs> we, we, all, we all have this hunger, right? We're all looking for something, and we have this intuition that we're looking for more than what the world has to offer. Yeah. But in my Catholic upbringing, it was kind of when it came to desire— It was just like, follow these rules, repress all those desires, and you'll be a good, upstanding Christian citizen. And that's why in my teenage years, I became a quick convert to what I call the fast food gospel. Right? That's the secular culture promising us satisfaction of our desires. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, Sean and Trish, but if the only two choices are starvation or 
fast food, I'm going for the chicken nuggets. I'm, I'm, I'm hungry. And, and don't lie to me. Those chicken nuggets taste good going down. Yes. But if yeah. fast food becomes your steady diet, you're going to not feel so good after a while. And that's a picture of me in my college years in the late 80s. And it put me on my knees in a college dorm in 1988 saying, God in heaven, if you exist, you better show me why you gave me all these desires because they're getting me and everybody I know into a heck of a lot of trouble. Yeah. And that set me on a journey that led me in the early 90s to discover Pope John Paul II's mm-hmm. teaching called the theology of the body. And I'll, I'll say more about that phrase in a minute. Yeah. But what I learned from John Paul II is that Christianity is not a starvation diet. Mm -hmm. Christianity is an invitation to a wedding feast, a feast of life and love that really corresponds to the hunger. Well, this got me fired up, and I knew I would spend the rest of my life studying this teaching and sharing it with the world, and that's what we're doing in San Antonio on Wednesday night with this Made for More event. Wow, it sounds great. You know, I, I want to ask you, you know, St. John Paul II, you know, wrote this, um, I, I don't know, in the, in the early 80s, I, I'm assuming. And it's, he, he wrote it in the 70s, in the but 70s. He, he, he preached it from 79 to 84. It was a five-year series of presentations. Wow. And how, I mean, here we are in this culture of death, right? When the culture is telling us, really, I mean, we're up against so many things, especially our young people right now with, uh, you know, this false teaching of transgenderism and you, you know, love is love, you know, type of thing. But what you, what you teach in theology body is what true love really is, right? Can you talk about that a little bit? Yes, for such a time as this, Sean and Trish, for all this crisis we are going through, the confusion about the meaning of the body, we don't even know why we are male and female anymore. For such a time as this have we been given John Paul II's Theology of the Body. This is a teaching ahead of its time. It was delivered in the early 80s, as I was saying, but it really helps us understand the meaning of our body as the revelation of the mystery of God's plan of life and love. This is why our bodies, as male and female, are under such violent attack in the world today, because our bodies reveal the ultimate meaning of human existence, of human life, of human destiny, and it's simply this. If you want to summarize the whole Bible with five words, here's how you can do it. God wants to marry us. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. He wants to be so intimate with us, so one with us, so united to us. The main image the Bible uses to describe this love, this plan of love, is marriage. And it all comes together in Ephesians chapter 5, when St. Paul says, the union of man and woman in one flesh is a great mystery, and it refers to Christ and the Church. The union of Christ and the Church consummated in the Eucharist. This is the truth of our bodies. I love telling this story that really summarizes John Paul's teaching in so many beautiful ways. It's a story about my father-in-law, whom I never met. He died when my wife was a girl, but I admire him so greatly because of this story. He, he married my mother-in-law in the mid-60s. They came together as husband and wife on their wedding night. The next morning, they went to Mass, Sunday morning. They went to Mass for the first time as husband and wife. 
And coming back from receiving the Lord in the Eucharist, my father-in-law was in tears. And through his tears, his new bride said, honey, what is it? And he, he said, he said, for the first time in my life, I understood the meaning of those words, this is my body given up for you. Yeah. This is the truth of our faith. The purpose of the sexual difference is a call to holy communion. And the holy communion of man and woman is a foreshadowing of the ultimate holy communion between Christ and the Church that we experience in the Mass. The made-for-more event that we're doing in San Antonio on Wednesday night is an invitation to this great mystery, to get in touch with our deep hunger, and to realize that the hunger we have is for the wedding feast of the Eucharist, and to recognize that our masculinity and femininity is a sign in this world that points us to that great mystery. Amen. And and you can't come at a better time, actually, Dr. West. I mean, I know you're a father of five, um, and I've always wondered how you and Wendy actually do it in terms of now more than ever, it's not now, it's not just, um, you know, uh, an attack on gender, but it's attack on our, our children. Um, it seems more now than ever before. Do you, would you agree with that? And can you talk more about that? Absolutely. Yes. And, and in order to understand how to win this war that we are in, we have mm-hmm. to understand who the enemy is and what his tactics are, right? If Paul tells us in Ephesians 5 that the union of man and woman in one flesh is a great mystery, well, what does he tell us in Ephesians 6? He basically says, you want to live the great mystery of the sexual difference, as I just explained it to you? Well, get ready for a war, because there is an enemy who does not want us to know who we really are. And he says, in order to win this war, we have to put on the armor of God. And the very, I'm not making this up, it's right, right in the Bible. Mm-hmm. The very first thing he says to win the war, to put on the armor of God, we have to gird our loins with the truth. Well, I assume we all know what our loins are. The, the question is, are we girding our loins in the truth? The truth of being men and women made in the image and likeness of God. The truth that our bodies are not only biological, our bodies are theological. Mm -hmm. They tell the divine story. If we arm our children with this truth, they will have what it takes to resist the lies that are attacking them, but we cannot give what we do not have. You see, we have the antidote already in our hands as a church, but if we don't inject it into our bloodstream, it's not going to do us any good. And the purpose of this made-for-more event is to inject into the bloodstream of the Church the antidote to the crisis of our times given us by St. John Paul II. We are made for so much more than what the world is holding out to us, and this event is an invitation to enter in. Amen. Amen. Folks, if you're just tuning in, having this uh, wonderful conversation with Dr. Christopher West mm-hmm. uh, of the Theology of the Body Institute, he and Mike Mangione are going to be uh, doing this Made for More event, uh, Visions of the Promised Land, uh, here in San Antonio at St. Matthew Catholic Church on Wednesday, November 16th. You can actually get your tickets at sanantonio.eventbrite.com. Uh, and, you know, for, for those that are, you know, really curious, 
curious because I love the passion that you're speaking with, um, you know, regarding the theology of the body, uh, Dr. West. Can you tell uh, our listeners uh, what this, uh, you know, presentation, what this event is going to look like? I mean, you've got the musical talents of Mike Mangione in here. How did y'all first, uh, you know, collaborate and, and get this thing started the way you've got it now? Yes, I met Mike Mangione. He was a, he came to a retreat I gave in the early 2000s when he was in college. And I, he was introduced to me by a friend, and, and I intru- he introduced his music to me, and I realized his music is such a great complement to the work that I was doing. We first traveled to World Youth Day in 2008 in Sydney, Australia, and the audience loved his music as much as they loved the presentation. So what we're doing at this Made for More event is it's not just a, it's certainly not a lecture. It's, we call it an event because it's kind of like a night at the theater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's live music. There's engaging presentation. We have big screens with uh, a multimedia presentation with secular art, sacred art, uh, holy images, holy videos that, that open our eyes to what's going on in the world. Yeah. We integrate the multimedia with the music and the presentation. To, yeah, as I said, it's kind of like a night at the theater. Amen. And I understand you're targeting here of uh, not necessarily the families, but 13 years and up. Is that correct? We are, we are looking for anyone who has a hunger and wants to understand what's going on in the world today and how to respond, not with just a list of rules, yes. but with a vision that gives us hope, with a vision that corresponds to the deepest longings of our heart. I would say teens and up, but we're really looking for uh, an adult audience, but mm-hmm. teens and up, we, we, we say. Now, why is that? I'm, I'm gonna, I got my tickets, and I have my 13-year-old in hand with me, so I'm very excited, but I would love for you to explain what the, 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 you know, um, the topics will be taking place throughout the evening and why that is so important for you to bring your young teenagers there. Yes, well, we begin with the reflection on that deep longing that we all have. Mm-hmm. What are we looking for? What is this hunger we all have? Right. And I don't want to give too much away here, but the invitation of the church, as I was saying earlier, it is not to starve to death. It's an invitation <laughs> to a feast of life-giving love. So we begin with this yearning we all have for love, for union, to be seen, to be known, to be acknowledged. And we talk about how in the modern world, we have, we have traded out this idea of being well-known for being known, excuse me, of being known well for being well-known, right? right? We, we want to be known well, but we think what we're looking for is to be well-known, right? To, to, to have lots of followers on social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but look at what the social media has done to us. It has reduced the human body to something. Mm-hmm. Right. The human body is not something. The human body is someone. But the problem in the modern world, and we unfold this, is that we look at the human body, but we don't see the human body as the mystery of a person. And Trish, I want to ask you this question. What, what's the difference between when a guy looks at you and when a guy sees you? Oh, there's a huge difference there. Um, and the first thing that, that comes to mind is, is, is seeing the heart through the eyes, and it's the face. Yes. yes. Well said. If you're just being looked at, your body is being treated as something. But if you're being seen, your body is recognized as the revelation of the inner mystery of your heart and your person. And that's a very different 
vision, right? We, we live in a crisis of love today because we have a crisis of vision. Jesus says we... Uh, looks like we may have oh, just no. got disconnected. Uh, we're going to see really if Mario awesome. can go ahead and <laughs> bring him on again. Uh, but... Yeah, if you're just tuning in, this is Sean Rice and Trish Lujan. Uh, you're listening to In His Vineyard, having a wonderful discussion. It was getting with, good. Yeah, it, it really was. <laughs> yeah. So uh, again, if if you're gonna you know want to you know to attend this event, I encourage you to do so. Yes, We're gonna be it. out there also. Uh, this is the Made for More event, Visions of the Promised Land with Christopher West mm-hmm. and uh, music by Mike Mangione. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, this is gonna be you know. Something to to bring the family, uh, especially you know a one for you know if if you've got the the, the teenagers in, in the house, and, and it really is an opportunity to learn more uh, about what God's right. plan for us really was and how uh, our bodies are, are part of that. Are you back, uh, you know, Doctor West? Yes, I'm. I'm here. I don't know what happened. We got disconnected. <laughs> no, uh, you you were talking to us. Uh, you you were asking Trish uh, about you know the difference between being seen mm-hmm. uh, and, and being you know looked at. Uh, so and c- can you pick up there? Yes. See, the invitation of the gospel, as Jesus says, is to come and become one who sees. If we're just looking at somebody, we're blind to the dignity of the person. But if we see that person, we encounter, as we said earlier, we encounter this great mystery of God's plan, that that person is made in the image and likeness of God. You know that line from the musical Les Mis, Mm -hmm. where they say, to love another person is to see the face of God. Mm -hmm. That's what we're talking about here, about the theology of our bodies. To love another person is to see the mystery of God revealed through that person's body as a man or a woman. We, we live in a world that tells us our bodies are meaningless, right. right? Right. Christianity proclaims that our bodies reveal ultimate meaning, because the word ultimate meaning was made flesh in order to reveal through human flesh the ultimate meaning of everything. We're blind to that in the modern world, and, and this is what the Made for More event is all about. It's an invitation to open our eyes to see the glory of God revealed through our humanity. Amen. Amen. You know, we've got about just a a minute, minute and a half uh, left in the conversation. I want to ask you, Dr. West, uh, you know, for those that are kind of sitting on the fence, they're loving what they're hearing right now. uh, What, why should they go ahead and book that, you know, book the tickets, come out to the event taking place at St. Matthew Catholic Church on Wednesday? Yeah, if you think the world is going in a direct, a great direction, there's no need to come to this event. <laughs> if you are concerned about the direction of the world, and you want to know what the antidote is to the crisis of our times, mm-hmm. then you need to come to this event. Amen. Now more than ever. Now more than ever. You know, and then then just lastly, uh, I'm super excited that, you know, we're going to be, you know, out there. Uh, For people who want to learn more uh, about the theology of the body, if they're not able to make it to this event, but they want to learn more about theology of the body and what y'all do, where can they go for that information, Dr. West? Yes, our Theology of the Body Institute has a very easy website to remember. It's simply theologyofthebody.com. And you might just want to go, you know, if you want to see what we're doing, go to our YouTube channel. And watch some of our videos. Just go to YouTube and type in either Christopher West or Theology of the Body Institute, 
And you'll learn a heck of a lot right there on YouTube about the mission and work that we do here at the Theology of the Body Institute. Amen, and it's great work. Uh, again, uh, Dr. Christopher West of uh, Theology of the Body Institute. Uh, this uh, this Made for More event is going to be one that you want to be part of. Uh, going to be joined by the music uh, talents of Mike Mangione. Dr. West, thank you again for your time today. Thank you, Dr. West. Trish and Sean, you're so welcome. Thanks for having me on. God bless you. All right, listeners, don't change the station. We will be right back. The 2022 Christmas share is just around the corner. Our theme for this share is Come, Let Us Adore Him. Starting Tuesday, November 29th through Friday, December 2nd, we'll be on the air asking for your financial support to help keep the Guadalupe Radio Network on the air in South and Central Texas. We humbly ask that you'd call in at that time to make your one-time donation or monthly pledge of support. We are grateful for your generosity and pray the Lord abundantly bless you. Save the date for Made for More with Christopher West and Mike Mangione, November 16th at St. Matthew Catholic Church. World-renowned speaker and author Christopher West, along with award-winning musician Mike Mangione, are coming to St. Matthew Catholic Church with a beautiful multimedia event called Made for More, Visions of the Promised Land. Bring family and friends. No one should miss this awesome and inspiring event. For more information about the event or to purchase your tickets today, visit sanantonio.eventbrite.com. Alan Ames will be back in San Antonio from November 13th through the 20th. Alan has traveled the world for the past 23 years sharing his inspiring conversion story and powerful healing ministry. Alan's conversion experience has caused a dramatic change in his life from a violent alcoholic to a man of the sacraments and prayer. For additional information on Alan's ministry or which parishes he will be visiting, go to alanames.org. That's alanames.org. It's to truly save souls. It's to save souls. And we have a lot of different media platforms, whether it's through our TV, radio, music, and it's all promoting this culture that is really here to kill, still, and destroy souls. And to have that Catholic voice on the air that is proclaiming the good news and able to touch and transform lives, um, what better thing to support? The Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. And welcome back, listeners, to your live and local program in his vineyard. I'm Sean, your host for the program every Monday in, at noon. I know Trish is looking at me like, man, this guy's like stumbling over all his words. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what an awesome uh, conversation we had with Dr. Christopher West of the Theology of the Body yes. Institute. Uh, again, go to sanantonio.eventbrite.com uh, to register for the event that's taking place Wednesday, November 16th, uh, there at 7 p.m at St. Matthew Catholic Church. Now joining us in this segment is going to be Dr. Alan Ames, or excuse me, Mr. <laughs> Alan Ames of uh, the Alan Ames uh, Healing Ministry. And for those of you who have been tuning in to the Guadalupe Radio Network uh, for some time now, uh, he has been a regular on the program. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been a regular uh, to San Antonio, uh, spreading his message of hope, of healing uh, to the faithful here in the Archdiocese. So without delay, let me go ahead and welcome Mr. Alan Ames to the program. Yes. How are you doing today, Mr. Ames? 
Very well, Sean. God bless you and bless all who's listening. Well, God bless you. I, I know uh, you're traveling all the way uh, from across the globe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've been making your, you know, you've made your trip back and uh, your return back to the United States. Uh, for, you know, I guess it's been a, ap- a time frame of about three years uh, since you haven't been able to, to come over here, right? What's it been like, uh, you know, what's it feel like for you to be able to, to come back and, and spread your, your, your words and to spread, uh, you know, your message of hope and your healing uh, to, the, you know, to, to those here in the United States? Well, actually, it's, uh, it's wonderful because especially coming to San Antonio, uh, this is like my second home. It's like yeah. I'm, I'm almost a, a San Antonian. It, it's wonderful. But, you know, many years ago when I first began doing this work for God, uh, one of my first talks, a woman came up to me and said, uh, the Lord's just saying to me that St. Anthony is going to be very important in your life. And, of course, San Antonio has been yeah. extremely important for me, so it's a great Amen. blessing. But, no, it's wonderful to be able to start working for God again in, in the times that I, I couldn't go out and speak and pray for healing because of the restrictions. Uh, it was a time to have a, a deeper reflection and more prayer life, more prayerful life and, and uh, maybe come closer to God. But for me, the wonderful part is to go out now and, and, and share God's love, his message with everyone, his healing. It's, uh, it's my life. So that's what I do. Amen to that. You know, I want to ask you, uh, Mr. Ames, uh, in, in coming back, so you were out on the West Coast, uh, you know, prior to, you know, coming uh, to, to Texas now. Um, what for you to, to see to the people, you know, uh, again, uh, the pandemic was a global uh, uh, event. So you, you've had people there in your home, uh, I believe Australia, right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, what, what's it been like? What's the feedback? What, what is the response from, uh, from those that you've been encountering? Well, of course, everyone was affected badly, unfortunately, by the, the COVID. But now that it's over, uh, in Australia, we've noticed that more people are coming to church and many more young people. And I, I don't know if it's the same in here in the USA, but I certainly had very good crowds of people and, and many young people coming to the talks. So I hope and pray that uh, as I had time to reflect and, and on God and my life, that others did as they were restricted and couldn't get out of the house or couldn't do things. So I, I hope it's a time that has open people up more to God. And I'm certainly seeing that in Australia and from some of the responses I get around the world as well, I'm seeing it happening in in other countries. So even though it was a bad time, it was still a time of grace and and God will strengthen us all through it. Amen. And and for those folks who uh, who are just learning about you, I'm sitting across a very nice looking a very humble, polite man, and but that wasn't your past, now was it? Well, I, I don't know about <laughs> humble. I think I'm the most prideful person in the world, believe yes. me. Yes. Uh, no, my my past was uh, one of violence, crime, mm-hmm. sin. I did just about every bad thing. Um, with my older brother, I was in the worst motorcycle gang, uh, addicted to many things, didn't believe in God, mm-hmm. just believed in the world and what I could get for myself. So I was completely separated by God, from God by my choice. But uh, by his wonderful grace, at, at the age of 40, uh, he reached into my life through the darkness and he sent uh, at first an angel, then some saints, and our blessed mother, and finally himself to appear and speak to me and uh, to touch me with his love. 
Now, this has all been under the scrutiny of the Catholic Church, the Archdiocese of Perth, for mm-hmm. 30 years now. Yeah. And, uh, of course, I'm a complete, 100% obedient to the Church. Uh, whatever they ask me, I do, because from the beginning, the Lord Jesus told me you have to be obedient to the Church. If you're not, then you can easily be led astray mm-hmm. uh, because it's in the Church that the, the wisdom of God resides on earth and we have to, to listen to the Church and follow it. Unless, of course, it goes against faith or morals, then, of course, we don't have to follow that. Right. But, uh, so I, I think obedience is a hard thing for many people today because the world tells you to rely on yourself and to, you know, that you know better than everyone else. And what that does is it builds up our pride. And and it's pride that, of course, <laughs> Lucifer's the prince of pride, isn't he? Yeah. And, and when we're prideful, that's who we're following. And what it does, it turns us away from God. It, it closes our hearts and souls to God. It's in humility that your heart and soul is opened, and that's why every day I, I pray for humility. I, I'll never achieve it, but I, I pray for it. And part of that humility is understanding that I don't know everything. Mm-hmm. I, I have to follow what the church says because that's where the, the repository of God's wisdom is on earth. And so for me... and I hope for everyone, uh, obedience to the church is an essential part of their faith because without it, we can easily be lost. Amen. You know, if I can ask you, uh, you know, Mr. Ames, so in this, when did this, when did you discover uh, this gift of healing? When did you discover these gifts that the Holy Spirit has imparted uh, upon you? And at what point did you think it was important enough to take to others? What was that like? Well, (laughs) The first time I experienced the Holy Spirit, I was in a Catholic church called Our Lady of Victories, and I was in front of the Sacred Heart statue, and it came alive. There was mm-hmm. Jesus. He, he reached out to me and said, come and hold my hand. So I did. I prayed on Our Father, how Mary, glory be. And I was filled with complete ecstasy. It, it was amazing. And, and he said, now you've been filled with my Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit began speaking to me. And I didn't know much about the Holy Spirit. I, and I heard of it in prayers, and sure. I didn't know a lot. But the Holy Spirit said, um, yeah, you've been filled with uh, gifts and graces, and now you have to use them not for yourself but for others, to bring others to God. And it's in the sharing the gifts and graces that it goes, grows stronger. Uh, and I thought, well, I didn't know what gifts and graces were. Right. So I thought maybe I was going to get a lot of money and <laughs> a car and all sorts of things. Uh, but later it was explained to me what they are and how they're there to bring people into the glory and love of God. And then a short while later, Jesus asked me to go out and I started giving talks as he asked me to, and then he asked me to start praying over people. And so I did. Nothing happened. Yeah. This went on for months and I kept saying to the Lord, have I got this wrong? Is this my pride? You know, Is this something I want to do and I'm just making it up? And and the Lord said, no, keep praying, keep praying. Nothing happened, went months and months. And then I was talking in a church in a place called Inaloo in Perth, and my current spiritual director, he was the um, the pastor, the parish priest there at that time. And as I prayed over people, there was maybe six or 700 people there, about 650 of them fell down. Wow. I couldn't believe it. It was like a bomb had hit the place, there put yeah. bodies everywhere. <laughs> and it was a surprise for me. Um, but what happened that night, uh, there was cancer healed, 
blind person saw, a cripple walked, there were many healings. And the Lord said to me, when I asked him later, I said, why did that happen now and, and not before? He said, well, I was calling for your perseverance. Even though nothing was happening, you trusted in me. Mm-hmm. I kept asking you to do it. You did it. And then when the time was right, I expressed the gift through you. And for, for me, that showed me that perseverance, again, is an essential part of our faith. So often we give up so easily when we don't get a response and we think God's not listening, he's not doing anything. But if we persevere, we don't give up. God will reach into our lives at the right time to answer the prayers that are good for us, not the ones that are prideful prayers, but the ones that are good for us. And so he showed me again that perseverance is is a very important, essential part of your prayer life because it shows you trust in God even when nothing's happening. You keep that trust in God. So after that, I, I started going out and praying for people at every talk and there were many healings and there continues to be. It's been 28 years I've been praying for healing. Wow. And around the world there's been, by the grace of God, thousands. But it's not me that heals, of course. I just pray like anyone can. It's God that heals. And uh, that's why we always have a mass. We always have exposition and uh, and, uh, confession because the healing comes through the sacraments, God in the sacraments, Jesus in the Eucharist, Jesus in the exposed blessed sacrament, the Holy Spirit through the priest, and God through the sacrament of the priesthood. All I do is talk and pray, but it's the sacraments the important thing. Amen. Amen. Wow, how beautiful is that, Trish, right? You had a question also. Yeah, no, because we're talking about prayer, and and I know that St. Teresa of Avila had a role in your life at at some point. Can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, St. Teresa, she's a a (laughs) wonderful saint, but uh, I was a bit frightened of her in the beginning. Yes. Because what had happened is an angel had come to me and asked me to change my life, Mm -hmm. and and I, I really wasn't changing my life. So St. Teresa began to appear and speak to me and she told me that uh, if I didn't change my life, I was going to hell. I didn't believe in hell. She explained it to me, terrified me. I I, I don't want to go there. She said, well, you have to change your life. You have to stop sinning, doing all the bad things. You have to start praying, start loving God and start living your faith. That's the only way you're going to avoid hell. And this is the chance that God's giving you now, and you better take it. And it was like, you know, I didn't listen to the angel, so God sent in the big guns, and she gave me a kick up the backside. <laughs> and and it's, it, it woke me up. And, and from that moment, with her help, I, I began to pray. And she asked me to, uh, to pray the rosary. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't pray the rosary before. My mum was always praying the rosary, but I hardly prayed. I, I mean, I didn't pray. And now she said, pray the rosary. And I didn't want to. I thought, I'd seen people praying the rosary, it looked so boring. I thought, I don't want to do that. <laughs> but St. Teresa said, you must, you must. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, I haven't got a rosary beads. There's a sort of an excuse not to be able to <laughs> do it. You know. And she said to me, there's a shop just not far from here that's open and it sells rosary beads. Now, it was nine o'clock at night and in Australia, the shops close about six or seven. So I said, no, there's not going to be a shop there open this time of night. She said, go, there is. Anyway, she insisted, I went. There was a shop, it was open, and they were selling rosary beads. And she directed me to a brown one, which later I discovered was the colour of of the order that she belonged to. 
And so I, I went back to the hotel room and began to pray. And it, and it was amazing. Such peace filled me, such joy. And uh, as I prayed each prayer, this got stronger and stronger and stronger. And St. Teresa encouraged me to keep praying. But when I prayed to keep my focus on God, to see in the rosary the life of God, the life of Mary, and to keep my focus on God, and that every prayer that I said focused on God would be a step closer to heaven and also a step further away from evil. Later, our Blessed Mother showed me that the rosary is like a chain you hang around the neck of Satan that weighs him down and breaks your gra- his grasp on you. So St. Teresa, she gave me that big kick up the backside, really shook me up. I, I was uh, terrified of her at first because she was very stern, believe mm-hmm. me. Uh, but I came to love her dearly because she's so wonderful. And through her sternness, there's this deep love of God and deep love of others. And, and I love her very much. And I thank God that she came into my life. Amen. Uh, you know, you speaking about the, the rosary, uh, I, I'm a, I was going to ask you, you know, what devotions do you practice? Uh, it I guess it goes without saying the rosary is something that uh, you probably have a very strong devotion to. Are there other uh, devotions that you practice? Because I have to, I have to think that uh, in the work that you do in the ministry that you, ha- you know, that that you're part of, um, you know, there's you know, there there are evil forces, there are demons out there. You know, Satan himself, you know, probably is not a fan. Okay, <laughs> so how do you continue to build up uh, you, you, your own uh, armor uh, to help uh, you know get you through uh, the days and the weeks and such? Well, first of all, there's nothing to be frightened of in Satan. He should be frightened of us. Yeah, if we live our faith, we're stronger than him. So, and I've had many experiences with him, and every time God helps me overcome it. So it's, it's wonderful. So how do I find the strength? Well, of course, the sacraments first and foremost. Uh, daily Eucharist, uh, frequent confession, a uh, lot, lot of adoration. Uh, I, I pray, uh, I think I'm up to about 75 decades of the rosary a day now, something like that. Wow. Um, Divine Mercy Chaplet. There's other rosaries that uh, the Lord has given me, and I, pr- I pray those. Uh, one that's focused on the Holy Trinity. Uh, I, I, I pray and as much as I can. And uh, our Blessed Mother once, and she came to me, and I was praying 15 decades at that time, she said to me, pray, pray, pray. In my logic, that was to increase it three times. So I started praying 45 decades. That was, that was really hard. Wow. But, it, but it got easier. And then our Blessed Mother said, pray more, pray more. So I, that's when I started to pray Divine Mercy Chaplets, some other chaplets. Blessed Mother said, pray more, pray more. In the end, I had to say to her, look, I don't think I can do this. I'm, I'm doing you know, all these decades of the rosary, praying Divine Mercy Chapel, all these other prayers throughout the day and saying, Hail Mary's and our fathers. How can I pray anymore? She said, well, if you offer every second of the day as a prayer of love to God, every thought you have, every word you speak, every action you do, every breath you take, every heartbeat, offer that to God as a prayer of love, and that's what it becomes. I thought, I can't do that. But our Blessed Mother said, try. Just do your best. She said, you will fail at times. You will fall down. But the important thing is that you try. You do your best. That's all God expects from you or from anyone, that you do your best. And even when you fail, as long as you're trying and you're doing your best, that's good enough for God. Just persevere. So I tried to do it. 
at first I couldn't. Yeah. Then she said, you're relying on yourself. Remember, you're weak, you're human, you're fragile. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you the grace to pray in this way. So I began to do that. First, nothing happened. But then after a while, the Holy Spirit started to guide me through the day in prayer. And when I was distracted, he brings my focus back onto God. Uh, it's wonderful. He truly helps me to live the day as a, as a prayer, even though I still am distracted at times. But um, it showed me an important thing that, uh, you know, we can't do anything without God. So often our pride, we forget about asking God to help us. We forget about asking the Holy Spirit to guide us in all we do. And the Holy Spirit just wants to help us, to give us the grace. And that's what he's been doing for me. And if we do that, for me, someone like me will do it for everyone. So uh, I encourage everyone, when before you pray, ask the Holy Spirit to guide you. Before you do anything, ask the Holy Spirit to guide you, because he will, and the best will come from everything. Amen. Amen. And that's what, uh, you know, um, I've heard you before say something along the lines of, when you pray, don't think about what your needs are, but think about Christ and his, can you talk a little bit about what your you know, talk a little bit more on that because I know you have a lot to say on that. Well, yeah, if you if you pray and think about your needs, your prayer becomes self-centered, not God-centered. And as I mentioned earlier when I was praying the rosary, St. Teresa said, focus on God in your prayers. That's where your focus is meant to be. So when I pray, I pray that God's will be done. I don't ask, you know, my will be done or what I want. And so often... That's what people pray for. They pray for what they think they need. And in fact, it's only what they want. And at times they wonder, why isn't God answering their prayers? Right. Well, so often it's because what they're asking for is not what they need, so God won't answer that prayer. And the other thing is that, you know, sometimes people say, well, I've been praying and praying for years for my children, for my family and my friends, but nothing seems to be happening. And I've been praying for all these other things. Well, what happens is time and time again, God is calling us for perseverance and trust in our prayers. And as we pray and, and continue to pray, what happens is some of the things that we're praying for, all of a sudden we realise how unimportant they are, that we shouldn't really be praying for those ones. And we start to focus on the prayers that are really important, the needs that are really important. And, and that's where we're, what we're meant to do. So all the peripheral stuff, which is unnecessary, just falls away because they're not the prayers we really need to be saying. We need to be saying those good prayers focused on God and for his grace to help us to help others. And people say, yeah, but I, I've been doing that for years and, you know, nothing's happening, you know, to my children or my, my family. Well, God is listening to the prayers. People often think he isn't, but he is. But what he's doing is waiting for the right time in that person's life to reach into their life to touch him with his grace. That's happened with me. My mum was praying for me for 40 years. Mm. And it was only when I was 40 years of age that he reached into my life. That was the time for me that he did that. And that's what he'd do it for other people. He reaches into their life at a particular time that's the right time to change them. Right. But we also have to pray not only for God to touch them and change them, but that they will accept that, that grace, that touch from God, because some people won't, unfortunately. So we have to pray that they will, that they'll open their heart and accept that touch within, because Jesus won't force himself on anyone. So if a person won't accept that touch, 
then Jesus won't force himself into their lives. But it's important you still keep praying for them because what happens on, on Judgment Day, when that person stands before God, not only will the bad things they've done in their life and the good things they've done in their life be before them, but before God will also be the prayers of the mothers, the sisters, the fathers, the uncles, the aunts, anyone who's been praying in love for them. And Jesus will look at those prayers that have been said from the hearts and souls of others. He won't ignore them. I mean, do you think you've said all those prayers your life for someone and then Jesus, God just ignores your prayers? Of course he doesn't. So on Judgment Day, he takes into account all the prayers of love that have been said for that person. So keep praying because it might be your prayers on Judgment Day that weighs the balance in the favour of them maybe going to purgatory or into heaven. Don't give up. God doesn't ignore your prayers. He listens to everyone. He treasures everyone and he responds to everyone. But not in the way you might understand. Right. But it's always in the good way. Amen. Uh, you know, we've got uh, just a few minutes left in the conversation, folks. Uh, we are having this wonderful talk uh, with Mr. Alan Ames of Alan Ames International Healing Ministry. Uh, you've got quite the schedule, uh, you know, Mr. Ames, uh, tonight at St. Anthony Claret. Uh, you've got St. Vincent de Paul on Tuesday, St. Lawrence Catholic Church on Wednesday, Sacred Heart in Uvalde, uh, you know, Thursday, Blessed Sacrament on Friday, and then St. Margaret Mary on Saturday, and Our Lady of the Lord, Lady, uh, Our Lady of Lord's Grotto, uh, uh, Sunday. Um, you've been coming to San Antonio for, for years now. Um, what is it, what is it do you think, you know, people should expect in coming to uh, one of these healing services? Uh, well, hopefully they come expecting to come closer to God and be touched and healed by his love. And what happens is we always have a mass first. Right. Uh, then after mass, I, I speak for 25 minutes or so. Then the Blessed Sacrament's exposed. I, I pray over people. We have priests here in confessions. And then at the end, it's finished with benediction. And the, with the benediction, the priest is blessing the people. So it's all sacramental focused. Right. Um, and that's how, how the evening goes. And always, 100% of the time, God touches people. He blesses them physically, spiritually, emotionally, because they're coming to the Lord in the Catholic faith, the Catholic Church, the house of the Father. They're coming before the body of Christ, receiving the body of Christ, being filled with the holy body of Christ. And then they're being, if they go to confession, cleansed and purified by the Holy Spirit. How can they not be healed in the way that's best for them? I love how you talk about how it is very much centered on the sacraments. You know, unlike, you know, maybe, you know, other healing services that people may see on TV, you know, that's uh, good for show, so to speak. I mean, everything is focused on God, the divine healer, right? Jesus, the divine healer, through mass, through confession, through exposition and adoration of the blessed sacrament. And the focus needs to, to remain there, right? Well, yes, it's, I mean, as I said, it's, it's not me that heals, it's God that heals. And of course, we're coming to God in the church. There's the presence of God. There's Jesus himself, God himself. And so he's the great healer. And, uh, you know, it's, I just pray. Anyone can pray. But the important thing is that we, if we pray close to God, in front of the Blessed Sacrament, if we receive God and purified by God, then we're sanctified. And in that sanctification comes the healing. God is calling everyone to be healed in the Catholic Church. Unfortunately, 
Many people don't come to him for healing. They'll go anywhere else but to Jesus. You should be coming to Jesus. He's the great healer. He's got the greatest healing, the greatest healing power of all. He's got his love, his divine love, which will heal anyone. Beautiful, beautiful. Folks, if, uh, again, you're just tuning in and you didn't catch all those locations uh, where uh, Mr. Ames will be, uh, you know, presenting and, and uh, offering his healing services and, and gifts of healing uh, and these masses uh, that will be taking place, uh, you can go to alanames.org. He spells his name A-L-A-N Ames, A-M-E-S dot O-R-G and click on uh, the English feed, the, the U.S. feed, I believe it, it is. I think it says English on there uh, and click on planned appearances uh, with just a, a couple of minutes left. Uh, could you tell us, uh, you know, Mr. Ames, those who are listening who feel like they need the healing, uh, is this uh, a healing of a certain type, a spiritual healing, a physical healing? I mean, what can folks, you know, folks, uh, you know, tuning in, uh, what what should they be, you know, kind of uh, addressing? You know, who are you, who is welcome, so to speak? Everyone's welcome, whoever you are, whether you're Catholic or not, you're all welcome because God welcomes everyone. Um, and you'll get... The healing you can expect is anything from a, a spiritual healing, which is wonderful, through to physical healings, mental, emotional, everything. Amen. Um, I never know who's healed, and I never ask people to stand up and say they've been healed there yeah. because it can be an emotional response, you know, the hype of the evening. I always ask people to write to me later and tell me. So, you know, weeks or months later I get letters or years later, people being healed, and then you know they're true healings. I mean, I I was up in uh, Seattle just recently and a woman said, you were here 15 years ago. I wasn't really going to church, but I came to one of your services for healing. I, I wasn't healed physically, but when you prayed over me, I was filled with the Holy Spirit. And 20 years now, I've been filled with joy. Amen. Amen. Well, folks, again, uh, that music means that we are done with this conversation. It goes by so fast. Again, to hear more uh, about and more from Mr. Alan Ames, visit his website at alanames.org. So until next time, let's all continue to labor with love, joy, and zeal in our heart. In his vineyard. God bless all of you, and thanks for tuning in. The 2022 Christmas share is just around the corner. Our theme for this share is... Come, let us adore him. Starting Tuesday, November 29th through Friday, December 2nd, we'll be on the air asking for your financial support to help keep the Guadalupe Radio Network on the air in South and Central Texas. We humbly ask that you'd call in at that time to make your one-time donation or monthly pledge of support. We are grateful for your generosity and pray the Lord abundantly bless you. Do you need a will and keep putting it off? Do you need guidance on settling the estate of a loved one who's passed away? Gilson Law Firm is a faith-centered team of legal professionals who can help you navigate the probate process and put your final affairs in order. I'm attorney Sim Gilson. When we meet, we'll talk about Catholic health directives and charitable giving, about faith and family. To learn more about our team, visit tricountylawyer.com. Messy Family Minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. When it comes to screens and our kids, we parents have a default response. Turn it off and go outside. But have we ever given that advice to ourselves? The first step in helping our children manage technology is to look at our own use of screens. I have to ask myself, how much time do I spend on my phone? Am I spending all my evenings on the computer? 
Am I a good model for my child or teen when it comes to screens? The time suck of technology is one of the major concerns that parents bring to us. And the first thing we tell them is that we parents have to start with ourselves. If it's a challenge for us to limit technology, how much more challenging will it be for our children, tweens, and teens? Our own struggle should give us empathy with them as we help them manage the challenge of technology. To download our free and newly updated resource on screens and your kids, visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org. All Catholic, all the time. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. This is KJMA 89.7 FM. Floresville, San Antonio. Also streaming the truth to the world at grnonline.com. It's food for the immortal soul. All day and all night. 